Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 64, and uh, my guest today is Nina, and uh, she'll be on later in the show. We had a good chat. It was fun, you know, because... uh, As you know, when I record the show, the majority of the guests live all over the world, so I very rarely get to do in-studio interviews, but uh, Nina was playing a show in Toronto, and uh, her and her manager-slash-bandmate stopped by the house, and then we recorded this episode, so it was a lot of fun. And by house, I mean studio, the Beyond Synth Studio. A very important distinction. Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com. This is a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility. It's a social networking site for musicians. So if you're a musician uh, looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up. DownToJam.com. That's D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M dot com. So, how is everybody doing today? Uh, It's hot as hell. (laughs) On the day I am recording this intro, it is hot, man. But a lot of cool things happened. So I know last week I was talking about E3 game news and stuff like that. And uh, that was... I recorded that the day before they announced the new Zelda game. Or, I mean, they already announced it like 10 years ago. But when they finally showed some, uh, some gameplay. And the game looks fucking cool, man. I'm happy about it. How about this? Let's listen to a song. And uh, we will uh, get to some more business, man. So what do we got here? We got... Absolute Valentine, and this is a track off the Police Heartbreaker album, and this is In the 42nd Street.
that was In the 42nd Street by Absolute Valentine off Police Heartbreaker album. And that's a cool song. Absolute Valentine's cool, man. Makes a lot of good music. So what was I saying? Oh, right. Yeah, the new Zelda looks awesome because they say that game's also coming out on Nintendo's new system, which they haven't announced. And if it's going to be more powerful, you know, that game might look a lot better in a higher definition. I don't know, man. But uh, the game looks great. I think it looks... I'm, I've, I've been a big Zelda fan, and Ocarina of Time is still my favorite game, but I like that and Majora's Mask. And the HD remake of Wind Waker was really good. I remember at the time, it was sort of weird, but uh, I thought playing it again, I was like, oh no, it, it, it was so good. And uh, I think the reason why people are so excited about this new one, and rightfully so, is just that the game has finally sort of evolved a bit. It looks like there's a lot more uh, RPG kind of elements and open world stuff. And I, honestly, I think this is the direction they should have gone maybe two Zeldas ago, because I, I haven't been too big into the last two. I mean, Twilight Princess I did play and finish, but I didn't even finish the Skyward Sword. Oh yeah, and I've got to remind you, uh, Ogre and Dallas Campbell, remember they were on uh, a few episodes back and they're going to be on again because they did an awesome collaboration uh, album called Beyond the Infinite, which is uh, inspired by 2001. However, their previous collaboration, All Hallows, is on cassette and you can order it on cassette and they're supposed to be pretty cool tapes and uh, you know that I dig those guys a lot and you should check it out. Uh, I don't have the link on hand but if you go to either Ogre or Dallas Campbell's Twitters or Facebooks you'll see the post and uh, they've got some tapes to sell if you dig audio cassettes and uh, I know some of you do. All right, let's listen to some more music. Uh, what do we got here in the roster today? Okay, this is a track from Retrovoid, and this is a track called Silent by Retrovoid.
And that was Retro Void with the track Silent. And that's a cool song. Retro Void. It just sounds cool to say. As you know, we started, we, Beyond Synth, started a Patreon page. And that you can find at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a way you can support the show with donations, monthly donations. You can donate like a dollar a month uh, if you want to. There's also higher-end donations that get you uh, cooler things. And uh, it's a great way to support the show. And uh, I've asked Hoo-Ha to write me a jingle for the uh, Patreon patrons section that I'm going to start doing on the show, uh, doing like a call-outs to the uh, people who donated. But he hasn't done it yet. So there is no theme song this week. We can just pretend there's one. <laughs> so we can do a Patreon. Patreon. Alright, so there you go. There's the Patreon jingle for today. All the people who donated, thank you very much. As you know, I record Beyond Synth a few weeks in advance of when they air. So if you donate and you go, hey, where's my shout out? You know, just wait a few weeks and we'll get to you. So let's look at my patron donors today. What do we got? So we got Project Friday, who actually donated and said he did not want any reward. He just wanted to donate. So I guess that means he also doesn't want to get mentioned in this section. So Project Friday, thanks for your support. Also, Lunar Baboon, thank you very much for donating. If you haven't actually checked out Lunar Baboon, it's a webcomic that's actually really funny. Uh, I know the dude, and you know that thing where someone has like a piece of art or something, or they're an artist of some kind, and they, they want you to look at something, and you're a little apprehensive? Because it's like, oh, I don't know how this is going to be. Because I'm not really a big web comic guy. But uh, he showed me his book, and it's actually like they're really funny uh, comics. So you should check those out. They're about like parenting and, and stuff like that, but they are good. Thank you, Lunar Baboon, for donating to Beyond Synth. And Nox Bello. Thank you, Nox Bello, for donating to Beyond Synth. I feel like I know several Noxes. And I can't remember if they're all the same person or not. Because there's a Neon Knox, but I think that's some other guy. But I want to make sure that the thank you is directed firmly at the person who has donated to the show. In this case, Knox Bello, which has to be a fake name, right? I don't know. And Eric Valerio, thank you for donating. Eric donated an odd amount. Which I <laughs> I don't know what to do with. You know, the way Patreon works, you know, you've got these different tiers, right? You can donate a dollar a month or five or ten or whatever. And um, Eric donated three, which is like, it's not five and it's more than one. So I feel like I got to do something special for him, but I'm not sure what, because I don't know what to do. It's, it's blown my brain. Originally, I thought maybe I would have a three dollar tier, but then it then I started to get it get all convoluted about who gets what and you know. But uh, thank you very much, Eric. Uh, very kind of you guys for donating, and of course, in our higher tier. Ooh, these are the five dollar donators, man. They're better than you. Uh, they're <laughs> Of course, we got Joe Esposito. Thank you very much, Joe Esposito. Uh, if you don't know who Joe is, he's got his own podcast. He's got a few. There's uh, 
the Joe Ozone Late Night or Ozone Late Night uh, podcast, and uh, where he interviews uh, people and he talks to all sorts of uh, people. I've been on that show several times. I know. I think even Ogre's been on, but it's not a music podcast. It's like uh, they talk all sorts of things. I know he has like authors on and and stuff like that. And uh, so that's cool. So thank you very much, Joe, for supporting Beyond Synth. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, I do. So uh, yeah, check out Joe's stuff. Uh, it's good. And thank you to Florence Bullock. She is also a very special donor who has donated in the higher tier, which makes her better than you and better than Joe. Or the same as Joe. I don't know. <laughs> Still, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to do all this. Thank you very much, Florence. I actually don't really know too much about Florence. You know, it's, it's nice to have a little bit of trivia about the people that donate. I know she likes Beyond Synth. So that's good enough for me, and uh, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll do some research so I can tell you some interesting facts about Florence. But uh, thank you very much for donating to Beyond Synth. Uh, it means a lot to me, man. And with that said, let's listen to some more music. So this is a track by Midnight Mantics, and it's a track called Mixtape. Bye. 
And that was Mixtape by Midnight Mantics. And there's a cool video you can watch that uh, goes along with that track. And it's cool, man. It's got the cool vibes. I dig it. So before we're done with the Patreon... I mean, we're done with the Patreon, but if you do want to donate again, that's patreon.com slash beyondsynth, and you can check it out there, and there's a fun video to watch, and a special thank you video for the people who donate, which is secret just for you guys. So I hope you enjoy that if you choose to donate, and if not, it's all good. Another podcast that you should check out is Time Slap, okay? Now, it's ridiculous, but the last episode we did called... I'm a werewolf, get me out of here. I laugh a lot on this show, and uh, I can get pretty sort of silly, but if you want to hear me, like, cry laughing, uh, there's a point in the last Time Slap episode, I'm a werewolf, get me out of here, (laughs) where, like, I cried at just how stupid the scenario was. It's meant to be run by Mike Mendoza, a.k.a. Hoo-Ha, but uh, sometimes he has a hard time reining me in if I'm not in the mood to record the show. And there's a bunch of other people, Protector 101, a dude called CG, I think that episode had another guest, uh, one of Jake's pals. And what happens is people write in suggestions for movies, like they, they write a silly title for a movie, you know, like you know, Laser Master 4, Rise of the Dinks or whatever. And then we sort of... Uh, ad-lib and brainstorm what that film would be and who the cast would be and and stuff like that and it's actually uh, it's pretty fun when the show uh works (laughs) am i selling it to you so yeah so check that out that's something to uh to check out and let's go to the mail sack all right we haven't had a mail sack in a while again if you want to write into the mail sack you can reach me at facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast you can send a message there and just title it mail sack that's m-a-i-l-s-a-c-k as in a sack of mail and of course you can also reach me at soundcloud.com slash beyond synth there's so many ways you can reach me and um, incidentally if you want to send me a track you can also do it the exact same way so if you want your music on the show uh, you can send me a message to all those places I just mentioned and uh, send me a track and that's a cool way to do it so, let's open up the mail sack. Alright, this letter is from Jiragast. Uh, who I think wrote this a long, long time ago. <laughs> I take a long time to get to my messages. Says, Dearest Andy Last, I heard you like games, and I heard you like brawlers. Well, have you ever wanted to roundhouse kick punks in a subway terminal, fight Ivan Drago's cousins, knife some greasers, beat up a knockoff Jason Voorhees, battle Freddy Krueger on a rooftop, shoot fools in the face, and get kicked in the dink? Then Crime Fighters is for you. It's one of the arcade games I remember best when I was a kid. All right, Jiragast. I don't think I've played Crime Fighters. You know, I talked about this on the show for a long time, and then I haven't talked about it lately, that I was going to start doing an arcade review section where I review old arcade games, because as you know, I love old-school brawlers. It's my favorite genre in the arcade. And I just thought, you know what? We have a goal on the Patreon right now, and I think that the arcade review section would be much better as a video segment of the show than an audio one. So... 
I will play Crime Fighters one of these days because that does sound awesome. I do like all of the things that you mentioned, and uh, it, it makes me happy. And uh, I definitely will check out Crime Fighters, and I will get back to you with a report on how Crime Fighters was. It's a great title. <laughs> Listen, let's listen to another track. Uh, This is by 1912, and this is the track Y2K.
Island? Okay, and that was 1912 with the track Y2K. That's a catchy song with a catchy hook, and I dig it. What else is going on today? As you know, I got Nina coming up in the show uh, later on, so look forward to that because we have a fun talk. I got a scam phone call. I don't know how bad you guys get telemarketers where you live, uh, where I live. I know they keep trying to crack down on it, but we get some ridiculous ones. And lately, people have been reporting like hostile telemarketers. So every day I get a call from this number that's always asking me to clean my ducts. They're a duct cleaning agency. And uh, I don't know what that even means. I, you know, I know there's ducts in the airways in the house or whatever. I don't know why they need to be cleaned or why a company cold calls people to clean their ducts. But I got this one call and it was from a it was a robot woman voice and it was like threatening legal action. Like I've never hot had hard <laughs> I've never had one like that man. I've never <laughs> I never had one like this. It was a robot voice that said, it was like, we are calling, you owe thousands of dollars in tax. Please contact your lawyer or we will press charges and there will be legal action and repercussions. And like this crazy call. Uh, Of course, like the beginning of the message is always cut off so they don't actually say, you know, certain pieces of key information and they give you a number to call. I'm starting to think... I should do a segment on the show, but I need to get a device to record phone calls because I don't have a way of patching my phone into my board. Can that be a euphemism? <laughs> it sounded like one of those things that could be like a euphemism, and then I'm like, no, that doesn't work. So I need a thing uh, that they probably sell at Radio Shack or some sh- some some such store uh, where I can patch the phone line into my soundboard. And then I would love to do a section where I just actually answer the call when telemarketers call me and then just make it go as long as possible. I'm not huge into fucking with telemarketers, but I'll do it for the show because it'll be funny. But yeah, let me know if you guys have crazy scam people phone you because you know I love reading scam emails. They're my favorite thing, but you don't often get the crazy ones on the actual telephone, so it's it's exciting. Let's listen to another song and then, speaking of scam emails, we'll read some uh, after the next track. So here is a song by a group called Sunbathers, and normally they're sort of a slightly different genre than I would play on the show, but there were some cool remixes that some people did of, of their tracks that fit nicely with uh, the program I'm running here. So this is a track by Sunbathers. It's called Intimacy, the Dark City Agent Remix.
And that was Sunbathers with the track Intimacy, the Dark City Agent remix. Fucking Dark City. I haven't watched that movie in so long. I love that film. It's a cool movie, man. And I'd like to watch it again. It's been a long time. When you have kids, sometimes it makes it difficult to watch the movies you like because every single movie I like is rated R. I mean, well, that, that seems to be the majority of my favorite films are like R-rated films. I mean, nowadays, you know, I'm, I'm huge into superhero films and I enjoy that stuff. And those are PG, but um, I used to put Scarface on regularly. You know what I mean? I love that film. I used to watch... Uh, you know, like the alien movies and Terminators and stuff, like there would always be, I would always pop those in and like crime movies and things. And now I just can't because uh, like, I don't want my son to walk in the room the second, like an alien is like, you know, murdering somebody. It's going to be a a shocking image that doesn't explain why I don't watch dark city because dark city is not restricted or is it? No, they don't swear in that film, but there is blood. What am I doing? All right, let's listen to... <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> let's read some junk email. Here we go. It's not food up. All of the show. We're ending it up. Because no one junk email. We don't junk email. When I'm junk emails, he reads them out loud on the show. Alright, this junk email is titled Attention. This is my second time I am sending you this notification. Simple contact diplomat Anita Nuezkis on her email address, Nuezkis underscore Anita at Outlook.com with your contact information. Name, address, phone number, age, occupation. And your nearest airport to land so that she can deliver the package worth 7.5 million as she just landed in your country now but misplaced your information. She will give you more details when you reconfirm details. Your personal code to the box is XLA21492014SD and the color is silver. NB indicate this code to the diplomat Rose Cynthia so that she can know you are the rightful owner of the box. Best regard, Reverend Bassie Forster. Wait. <laughs> All right. Let me get this straight. I'm trying. This one just seems like a cobbled together one that. Okay. I have to simple contact diplomat Anita Nuezkis and give her my contact information so that she can deliver the box. And then I have to indicate this secret code to diplomat Rose Cynthia. So there's a different diplomat. And then the person sending this email is the Reverend Bazzi Forster. So I guess I'm meeting Rose Cynthia at the airport. And they've confirmed <laughs> that the color of the case is silver. So if uh, if I can't go, uh, maybe one of you guys can go in my stead. All right, and this is another one I got. This is Dear Friend, Greetings in the Name of God. Please let this not sound strange to you, for my only surviving lawyer would have done this, died early this year. What? <laughs> my only surviving lawyer? <laughs> I love whenever... Okay, you know, usually these scams, it's about, you know, a dead relative and they can't... They don't have a next of kin and they got to get the money to you. So they always talk about how, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the only one left and my husband's died and he left all this money and blah, blah, blah. I've never heard my only surviving lawyer. What? <laughs> 
so she had a bunch of lawyers and they've been dying off? Like, <laughs> my only surviving lawyer. That is amazing. Anyway, my only surviving lawyer who would have done this died early this year. I prayed and got your email ID from your country's guest book. <laughs> Your country's guest book? What the fuck does that mean? You know when <laughs> You know when you come visit Canada and there's this giant book that everybody signs with it? <laughs> I am Mrs. Julia Walker from Sweden. I am 78 years old. I am suffering from a long-time cancer of the lungs, which has also affected my brain. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, from all indication, my conditions is really deteriorating, and it is quite obvious that, according to my doctors, they have advised me that I may not live for the next two months. This is because the cancer stage has gotten to a very bad one. I was brought up from a motherless baby's home and was married to my late husband for 20 years without a child. My husband died in a fatal... Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so she's, she's getting back on track with the scam here. My husband died in a fatal motor accident before his death. We were true believers. Since his death, I decided not to remarry. I sold all of my inherited belongings and deposited all the sum of 10 million euros with a bank in Europe, and the bank management just wrote me to come forward and claim my money because they have kept it for so long and the account has gone dormant since I cannot come over because of my illness, or they get it confiscated. Okay, is that how the bank works? <laughs> if you don't use your money for a while, they can just confiscate your money? Is that the scenario here? Presently, I'm with my laptop in a hospital here in Switzerland. My doctors have told me I have only a few months to live. It is my last wish to see this money is invested to any organization of your choice and distributed each year among the charity organization, the poor, and the motherless baby's home. <laughs> I love that she never names the motherless baby's home. How am I supposed to donate money to this motherless baby's home? And certainly there must be a better way to talk about a motherless baby's home than refer to it as a motherless baby's home. I want you, as a God-fearing person, to also use this money to fund church, mosque, orphanages, and widows. Okay, so she knows what an orphanage is. I took this decision before I rest in peace, because my time will soon be up. As soon as as I receive your reply, I shall give you the contact details of the bank where the money is. Provide me with your information so I can send it to the bank as the new beneficiary and issue you the letter of authorization. I hope to hear from you soonest. Your friend in Christ, Mrs. Julia Walker. Well, Mrs. Julia Walker, thank you for the kind offer of 10 million euros. I'll get back to you in two months. And in the meantime, I will think it over with a track from The G. And this is a track called 928 or 928 off the Pacific Coast EP.
And that was the track 928 by The G. The and then the letter G off the Pacific Coast EP. So that's a cool song. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the show. And Nina is coming up in just a second. In fact, I don't think I have any more business to conduct here. I read some junk. I read some mail. I pimped the Patreon. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Andy Last. You can also follow Project Friday, which is another show on Power 85. And we're on Power 85. Usually I do this business at the top of the show, and I forgot to. So Power 85 is a station on the internet where you can listen to cool music. And uh, this show airs 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Power 85 on Thursday night. There's also a show on Friday called Project Friday, hosted by Steve. And he plays lots of cool music, and you can find him at, at Project Friday FM on Twitter and also at Power85 on Twitter. It's the Twitter account for the radio show. No, for the radio station. For the station. Power, <laughs> Power 85. Do it and love it. And now let's chat with Nina in studio. Can you say something? Yes, I can. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uno, dos, tres. Yeah. <laughs> Cuatro. Okay, well, I'm here with... Nina and Jose, say hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. This is a rare uh, in studio interview because you're in Toronto to perform. Yeah, yeah. I was here for the Canadian Music Week. Uh, we played two shows, uh, which were awesome. Mm-hmm. So much fun. And it's our first time here in Toronto. And uh, yeah, so we just thought we'd stop by and yeah. say hi. <laughs> And of course, you're with Laura. Hello, everyone. So explain explain who you are. I am, uh, well, I'm touring get right with in Nina. There. Get right in there. Yeah, okay, I'll get in there. Uh, <laughs> touring with Nina at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm basically her drummer on stage. You might have seen me on stage with her. But also, we, we co-write all the material together. And I happen to run the record label that releases the material as well. So it's sort of a small enterprise, but uh, right, right, right. very tight and compact. Well, that's cool. So, Nina... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about uh, about you, man. I read your bio. It said you you came from Berlin, but now you're in London. Yeah, yeah. I moved um, in 2014. So, oh no, sorry, 2004. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been uh, in London for a very long time, and it feels like home, I guess. But I'm I'm back in Berlin like every three months. Right. Luckily, it's not too far just to see my family and friends. And are you are you an official like British person now, or do you have like the resident visa thing? I, I don't know. I'm not officially British. Um, I, I didn't feel like I needed to, you know, um, do that just because, you know, with my German passport, I just, you know, I'm able to go anywhere really hmm. uh, within Europe. So um, no, it's, it's hasn't really. So why did you? What, what was the the move? What was the point of the move? The point was, well, first of all, I wanted to be able to speak English properly and sing in English and know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, Also, just to learn more about the British music scene, you know. I've always been a huge Queen fan, David Bowie, Depeche Mode, and, you know, they all come from England, obviously. And so, yeah, I just wanted to explore the music scene a bit more and, you know, get out of Germany a little bit. You know, I was was quite young when I moved and I was kind of fed up at that point. So I thought, let's let's go to Great Britain, see what happens. Do you feel like you know what you're talking about? about now? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Of course. So when you were young, then did you sing in English? Like because of all your influences, you're saying were all like sort of English. So was that how you picked up the language at first? Or yeah, absolutely. I've always listened to um, English songs, and when I wrote song lyrics and 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 poems and stuff like that, it was always English. Obviously, with a broken English, I didn't really know a lot of vocabulary and stuff like that. But you just learn from from listening to the songs, I guess. You know, and it just felt more natural for me. I did try to do a bit more German, but um, it didn't flow as nicely, you know. So um, yeah, it was it was very natural for me yeah, to yeah, always yeah. do it in English, you know. Well, that's cool. So what's because uh, I like. I don't know if I've ever even talked about it on the show, but Depeche Mode is my favorite band. Oh, really? And I don't ever talk about it because we're always focused on like the new sort of scene of, of 80s stuff that's inspired and stuff. But what's your favorite uh, like era of Depeche Mode? I would probably say like the early 80s, actually. Right. So about the time when I was born. I don't know if I should say, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's kind of like early 80s, I would say. It's my favorite, definitely. How about you? What's well, I will say favorite? I was born in 1981 which makes me 34 will be 35 <laughs> and uh when are you gonna turn i think uh november right we're very yeah. close to each other then yeah, that's okay. where i'm going to turn <laughs> <laughs> evil um yeah i think for me it was uh it's um the one before music for the masses black celebration black celebration right, right, is my cool. yeah yeah awesome my favorite album but the weird thing is whenever um I sing like if I like I don't sing but like you know like when you in walk around and sing yeah <laughs> um, I always go to ultra because that uh, I'm gonna take my time for some reason that is always stuck that was in my head pretty good actually but that's the only that's the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's uh, for some reason I always go there but as far as like the old stuff goes as a nerd I, I did it mathematically so I went back in and I said uh, you know who is my favorite band also based on how many of their songs I like mm -hmm. and it just turned out like Depeche Mode I just like the majority of the music they yeah, make yeah same same yeah Violates I think is I mean it's such a yeah. strong Oh, obviously yeah. it's the obvious one but mm. that everyone loves yeah but I, I would have to say that I'm, I'm probably one of them that say it's, it is kind of my favorite album just because there's so much on there that's yeah, well, amazing so catchy oh, yeah. and you know I don't know I guess there's weaker ones and stronger ones and everyone you know some people might say you know I don't really like Violator that much I like you know the other stuff more they would be fools yeah <laughs> they would be fools <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there are some fools out there I mean most of them there's always something I like there's always something There's good, always there, some, you know what I mean? Yeah. The only one I think is like the weakest was Exciter. Mm -hmm. I think that was the one where they they got that producer who did like a Bjork album or something. So all these, these like kind of clicky beats and it just didn't meld well with his voice. But uh, then they came up with the, they did a single that almost sounded like they took... Um, Whoa, uh, this is insane. Today I'm just completely blanking on all the titles. What's the um, the violator, like the single, the fucking... You mean Enjoy the Silence? Yeah, yeah. It's like they Whoa. took Enjoy the Silence <laughs> and then they like did the same beats per minute and like the same structure that... Uh, what is that fucking song? I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to fucking... I'm just going to look at it right now. I'm going to go on my... Because I'm, I'm pissed <laughs> off at myself now. You sit there and say like, Oh, Depeche Mode is my favorite band, but I can't remember a single song title right now. You guys are making me nervous. <laughs> All right. It is called... No, I'm looking at Bronski Beat. I got some silly stuff in my... All right. It is playing the angel. Precious. Right. Oh, wait. Was it? Okay. Should Let's we just change this. the yes. subject? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, let's talk more about you. Let's talk about your music. And let's listen to a track. Uh, this is uh, My Mistake by Nina.
right, and that was My Mistake by Nina. And I'm sitting in studio with Nina right now. And uh, also Laura, session drummer extraordinaire and manager. Yeah, so uh, tell me about tell me about that track. So My Mistake um, was actually used for the uh, Mercedes-Benz advert, which is really cool. So um, if, you, if you watch TV, you might hear the track uh, in the UK and some other countries in Europe. And um, the song actually is, is also quite a sad song. So it's, um, it's about a failed relationship. And um, sometimes you just got to make sure that you get out of the relationship and learn from whatever didn't work or, or you know, so... Yeah, protect yourself. Protect yourself, you know. Um, for next time. Keep your heart strong, exactly. And um, le- learn from failed relationships, you know. But but obviously, don't, don't just be too sad and... Give up on love. There's a music video. There is. So how was that? Was that an okay experience making that? That was a really cool experience. Yeah, we um, we did it uh, on a farm um, near Brighton in the UK, mm-hmm. and um, it was a nice summer's day. Um, we were what, what car was it again? Was it was it? an Alfa Romeo Spider. 1968. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, you got to drive it and everything. Uh, yeah, I got to drive it, so that was pretty cool. Lucky you. Yeah, no, that was really cool actually. I had to drive it, and yeah, we, we just did it with a friend of ours who's um, who's usually a fa- fashion photographer, and and he offered to do the video with us. And yeah, it was it was a long day until the early hours, but it was fun. It was really cool, and and it's it's funny because we did that video yeah a couple of years ago, and then Mercedes Benz picked up that song and. Mm. Uh, Obviously, all the fans were like, hey, but she's driving an Alfa Romeo. Why is Mercedes-Benz speaking? (laughs) But uh, yeah, they didn't seem to mind. And uh, it's been great. I mean, we charted on the Shazam charts with that song, partly because of that advert, because that that was really good for us, uh, sort of all around Europe. Yeah, it is, I think, great feedback all around. Yeah, that inspired us to carry on and and, uh, keep writing, basically. Cool, cool. Hey, a little birdie told me that you toured with Eurasia. Yes, that's true. We, we played at the Eurasia tour, which was awesome. People, mm. you know, the reaction was quite nice. It was like a dream. I don't even know what to say because it's still so surreal um, that it actually happened. Um, so, yeah, we, it just kind of happened from one day to another, pretty much. We got asked to go on tour with them. And the manager, Michael, he he said, I love Nina. I've heard of her. I would love to have her on tour with us. And and we did it. And we made it happen within a month. You know, got the visa and everything. And, and it was absolutely amazing. I mean, the guys are so sweet. And, and I learned so much just from watching them live every day, every night, driving the audience wild, you know. I mean, it was just incredible. What an experience. So where did that tour go? Uh, east side, like East Coast. So we, we started in Miami, I think, yeah, was it? Florida. And we went up to Pennsylvania yeah. and, and everything. DC. Yeah, East Coast. You're very far away from the microphone. East Coast. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it was great. It was awesome. And it was pretty big venues, uh, sold out every night. We did two shows in DC, sold out as well. I mean, just watching Andy Bell warming up his voice mm. before each show was incredible. He's got that operatic training, so he would do a whole hour of warm-ups with the backing singers. And it was insane. Like, you, you would learn so much just listening to... You know what he can do vocally. We might have recorded a little bit of that, so I can practice to the same vocal. <laughs> might have done, but no, we did. Louder, might have done. We might no. have done. What is like? What do you do when you do your your live show? I mean, you bring some people with you. I mean, obviously. To be honest, I mean, Lau's <laughs> always there, of course. Um, so it's just Lau and me. Um, we've, to be honest, for the Razor tour, it was just us. 
It was literally just us. We did, we did everything uh, together. We uh, we went on a tour bus with with the guys, um, and um, it was awesome. It was just easier that way, you know. I mean, now we actually have a guitar player as well playing with us, mm-hmm. but also here coming to Toronto, it was just us too, um, because it's easier that way at the moment. But hopefully, we can we can expand that a little bit in the future. Um, we have a show in London where we're going to have Dylan, our guitar player, playing with us um, at the end of May. It's pretty awesome because he's he's got this special guitar pedal that turns the guitar into a synth. Okay, cool. So cool. that's what we're going to be doing uh, on the 21st of May at um, it's a big venue in London called Electroworks. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that happen. But he's awesome. Yeah, we've we've toured Europe with him pretty much. But for some overseas gigs, we have to keep it smaller. Right, uh, right, right. But not for much longer. I'm sure we'll be back playing some festivals soon. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how was this one then? Because obviously you're in Toronto right now. And it's a lovely day today, a nice nice day to be traveling around. But you already played both your shows, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, we did, uh, so we played The Cave, uh, Elise Palace and Studio Bar. Uh, Friday and Saturday, and um, it was it was awesome. I mean, we had a great response. The audience was small, but um, the response was great. I mean, they they just loved the '80s sounds that we have, and and it was quite nostalgic, obviously for them. The band guy came to us. Oh my god, it was amazing! You know, I want to hear more. Um, I want to buy your your songs. And no, it was it was really good. And um, it's as if they they're not prepared to get that kind of music. In, yeah. I mean, they, they were not expecting it at all. Yeah. And we also had a lot of sort of industry feedback. So we're already talking of coming back and doing a proper tour and right, right, right. radio appearances and stuff. So it, it was definitely worth it for us to be here. But people were surprised. They were like, we don't hear that kind of music anywhere. Yeah. We really don't. You know, it's awesome. This should be on the radio. Why isn't it on the radio? You know? It should be on the fucking radio. So, yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So what, uh, what have you, been, you guys been doing well, you're here. You've been here for like a week, right? Yeah, it was a, it was about a week. Uh, yesterday was absolutely amazing. We actually uh, went to the Niagara Falls, and it's just obviously something that you have to do when you're here. And oh, it was mesmerizing. The sun, you know, it's the sun, sun, sun was shining. And we took a helicopter. Ooh. And that was really spontaneous. We didn't want to, but actually, when we saw the helicopters, we we're like, just, let's just do it. We have to do it. And it was oh my god. I mean, it's just 20 minutes, 15 minutes, but uh, the view was obviously stunning. Really worth doing and yeah what else did we do we, we had shopping. some shopping obviously yeah lots of shopping way too much shopping really um, we bought a harmonica yeah we went to the that was the first day we actually arrived we went to a music store and we bought a harmonica and we had a look at some synthesizers mm-hmm. and spent like four hours in that music store was it called Steve, Steve's, Steve's music, music. Yeah. yeah. Steve's on Queen, yeah, yeah. Made some friends um, over there. Yeah, because we basically we we just received the good news that Nina is now sponsored by Roland, so it's That's a big awesome. thing for us, and we are just about to order uh, the first synths that Nina's going to be using on stage um, so we went to Steve's and we tried every single Roland synth and figured right. out what we're going to use on stage how, do, how, how do you arrange that a it's, sponsorship like that and, and get my uh, show sponsored by Roland yeah I mean, I'll try I can try um, <laughs> this, this sort of dates back to me being a drummer basically I, I was a session drummer for a long time I just keep laughing because the way that you guys keep leaning into that microphone <laughs> Is there a way that it can be... No, I'm fine. Are you sure? That's all right, yeah. Or do you hear it? No, you you sound fine. It's just that it's... Every time I talk and he laughs and I'm like, what am I saying wrong? (laughs) What am I doing? (laughs) You're leading It's too high. We need to pull it down. Do you want to pull it down? Yeah, can we? Yeah. That's what it is because I'm like really small. There you go. You could even put it upwards. Yes. There we go. There you go. Is that going to work? You sure? Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Oh, son of a bitch. It's always something. That's the weight. Okay, well that... 
You know, but that doesn't change anything. That's, that's should we just move it up like that? That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's better. I feel like that's exactly the same. Perfect. No, that's that's not definitely better. Because before it was like here, and now I can just do it like that. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah toads, yeah. toads. Yeah. Check, check one two. Okay, one two, see. one two, one two three, one two, one two. Check, check one two. Okay, good. <laughs> nice, nice mid-episode Risa. So you were just saying, rolling. Yeah, how did that come about? <laughs> and then you lean in again. Should we do it again? <laughs> <laughs> how we came about is because I was a session drummer for a long time, and I used to play a lot of V drums with Tayo Cruz and, and other artists, and they sort of sponsored me doing that on a lot of TV shows and festivals, and it was sort of easy just to email them and say, look, um, Nina's doing really well. Um, look at all her t- you know she's just toured with Erasure and, and she's best selling pre-orders on iTunes right now with her new single she's had all these huge press and achievements and I said just check her out you know it's all about synths and, and she's playing a synth uh, and she's playing another brand run right now on stage so why don't you get you know get her a Roland sponsorship and they were like oh my god we love her stuff absolutely and immediately that was it they were like okay what do you want <laughs> go and oh, pick awesome. a synth and let us yeah. know also sounds wise you know the the Juno the Jupiter it's just good to go back to the base you know go back to the origins and those are the real 80s kind of sounds mm-hmm. that we want and that that is used in a lot of our productions uh, so yeah it's good to, to yeah we're going to be able to have that on stage as well yeah I really can't wait to use them so did, did you pick a synth yeah I did the Gaia Ooh. just the just the white one and I think it's just going to be best for us also it's obviously not too heavy we're thinking about you know touring around you know uh, the world and uh, and the sounds just sound perfect you know for, for what I'm looking for for the songs that we're doing and they, they also do this new thing where you can buy a Juno brain basically and it's a tiny little box Mm. Uh, without having to carry a real Juno right, keyboard. Right, right. Um, just that little brain that you can plug into MIDI, you know, into a Gaia or any other synth and you get those sounds straight away. Oh, cool, so I cool, think cool. that'll be a solution as well. We have the Gaia, which is beautiful, and then just a little brain on the side with whatever extra sounds you want and it's all original sounds, you know, exactly what it used to sound. With a, You know, it's just obviously digitalized, but it's, it sounds amazing. They actually call it a brain? Well, I call it a brain, <laughs> but what is, I think so. I think it's called a brain. It's literally just a, it's just a little box what yeah, is yeah. a synth really but without keys yeah it's yeah, just yeah. the sounds you know just the sounds and you can use that with any midi keyboard yeah so, like a rack synth like when they yeah, yeah but it's tiny 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 um you could have a juno and a jupiter one on top of each other plug it onto any midi keyboard and off you go yeah yeah and for touring is perfect for recording if you're recording in a you know hotel bedroom or whatever um as opposed to carrying those huge synths you know which mm-hmm. we are touring a lot and it's just the two of us most of the time so we want to keep it small and portable yeah 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 well let's uh, let's talk about another track man and uh, and then we'll be back so this is a track called we are the wild ones by nina
And that was We Are the Wild Ones. <laughs> we Are the Wild Ones by Nina. And of course, I'm joined in studio with Nina and Laura. And we're just sitting around having a good time in Toronto. Uh, so talk to me about We Are the Wild Ones. So We Are the Wild Ones was my first single released in 2013. Yeah, it was. Um, we had a really good reaction of the song. Um, Being Human was playing it actually on the final episode, and so we had you know fans you know going crazy about it and saying, "Wow, this is such a perfect song for the scene. It's so sad. It's over." And yeah, we we people loved it, and and it's a great great song. You know, I I, I really love it. Um, I love playing it live as well. The erasure tour was playing it. People you know were really positive about it as well. It's quite an uplifting song, although it's quite sad. But um, it's about you know also. It, kind of like Thelma and Louise, you know, the movie, mm. just uh, being wild and, and, you know, do whatever makes you happy, I guess, in life, you know. So that was on the uh, the American uh, version of... Uh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, the American one. Human. Did you ever watch the British one? Uh, yeah, I watched one episode. One episode, yeah. I think the American one was better. Was it? Yeah. I saw a bit of the, I, I watched. I watched the British one. It was okay. They did, I think I watched up to season three, and then that guy went and he did The Hobbit. The, the the main actor who I think all the girls liked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aiden something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden something. I don't know his name, but yeah, I know his face. Well, I liked, because um, there's a music video uh, for Wild Ones as well. So, like, how, how did that experience differ from the other one? I mean, it looks really good. I like what they did with the, the color correction, because your eyes really pop in that video. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, if they were doing, like, digital things to you. <laughs> I, I don't know, no. I think um, this was with, an, with another friend of mine, um, David Snell. Dave Snell. And um, he's really awesome. He, he's doing a lot of music videos. And um, it, it was you, you can actually tell the difference just because they're both coming from a completely different background. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it was we started very, very early. Like, we're talking, like, 4 a.m. or 5 a.m., um, on a very cold winter's day, I remember. Yeah, freezing. Uh, freezing, freezing, but I don't know if you can tell. Hopefully no, not, but yeah. Tell. No, it, yeah, it was it was my first music video, so that was really exciting. Yeah, um, but uh, for the record, Nina's eye color, it's, it's that color. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, uh, it was not digitally enhanced. It does kind of, it's like a chameleon, so when it's gray outside, I've got complete gray eyes, and when it's sunny, it's like blue-green. So it's, it's right, I don't right. know, that's if what I heard. If by the sea, they go really blue. Yeah. If it's really cold, they go white. <laughs> and you would know that, wouldn't you? It's weird, <laughs> weird. So when... Uh, did you do that all in one day? Because there's a stuff that's like in the club and then there's other stuff, right? In that yeah, video? Yeah, all so. one day, yeah. Mm-hmm. We did it all one day. So it's, it's pretty hardcore, but it was fun, you know? We had lots of people like um, just wanting to be extras in the in the, in the the party scene. Mm. and uh, Me included. Yeah, if you, if you watch closely, you'll probably see Lau partying, dancing with the chewing gum. Like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Sorry. If anyone wonders why I laugh for no reason during this show, you it's always just because, laugh. You're so happy. Because, no, because <laughs> they have a microphone that's sitting between the two of them, and they have to lean in to talk to it. And sometimes there's there's something really funny to me about like a lot of build up to a very simple answer. You know what I mean? Where it's just like the slow lean in it. Yes. And then they lean back like it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you guys uh, meet? MySpace. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I do. But um, I'm an old man. Retro. Yeah, but it's not that long ago. It's uh, what five years ago or so. 
and to think that it doesn't even exist well it does exist but nobody uses it but yeah MySpace I, I was actually a DJ back then I was doing a lot of producing and DJing a few years ago uh, which is around the same time where I set up the record label but it was very early days and um, I heard Nina's voice and I thought it was awesome and it took us it was a journey it took us you know about four years to find what sound and what we wanted to do and what suited Nina's voice and what kind of music was close to her heart as well so Nina when you were singing I Mm -hmm. guess you're putting stuff on MySpace so what was the style to be honest it was just a demo it was just a cover Um, so yeah yeah um, the song that she heard was just a cover I don't know Michael Jackson it was Michael Jackson I'll be there yeah I I, I was like shall I mention that but yeah yeah it was so and and, yeah she loved it she was like oh my god it's amazing and we, we should we should do something and so we met up and my my immediate thought was it was angelic that was that was the my thought you know her tone her sort of her range and the way she sang that cover it was like angel singing you know it sounds cheesy but it was that's what i thought i was like oh this is awesome and then we tried different kinds of music we started bringing you know co-writing and finding styles and songs and nothing quite fitted and we we did a bit of dance music at the time because i was a dj so it made sense back then but it didn't quite work, you know. And then eventually we came up to this uh, to this sound and this world of synth. Yeah, and as soon as we did that, I was like, why didn't we do that before? Like, I was like, seriously, this is what I grew up with, you know. And it's so close to my heart. And I love feeling nostalgic. And, and just writing to that kind of music just flows so easily. It's just, it's... Wheel, you know, what that's, did that's you, what I wanted. When, when you discovered the synthwave scene, I mean, like, what was the stuff that you discovered? The first time we heard, we, we saw the movie Drive, mm. and uh, you know, Electric Youth singing the theme song to the to the to the movie and stuff like that. I think that that was college. kind of like college, yeah. So it was like, wow, this this is kind of awesome. This is nice. I like that it's got that retro feeling to it, and then obviously Kavinsky and all that, mm. which it just opened the whole world, you know, like a door to another world, and it just came from then. Really, the rest is history. Uh, well, and recently we found out that Kavinsky has been playing Nina songs on his DJ set. So right, right, right. For us, it was a huge validation. It was like, oh, wow, look. I mean, you know, that was one of our inspirations. But um, this guy's huge, you know. So he's touring France, you know, packed clubs. And he would play, you know, whatever, My Mistake or Beyond Memory or whatever, you know, Nina track in there. So it means, I don't know, I think we're doing things right. And uh, and currently we work with the producers that, that produced Erasure, that, that remixed you know, New Order or or the Pesh Mode. So it's it's kind of we we're getting into the you know the real thing. I, right, I right, like right. that. You know, we found it. I think we found it. Well, let's um, let's listen to something now here. So this track is awesome, and it was uh, it's called Beyond Memory. So we'll talk a bit about that, but we're gonna listen to it first. It's called Beyond Memory by Nina.
And that was Beyond Memory by Nina. And I'm here with Nina and Laura. Do you do you go by a thing? Because she goes by his one name, right? She's like, she's Nina. Are you just like an associate? <laughs> I like the way you say that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Nina. 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 <laughs> no, just Lau, which is short for Laura. Laura. Yeah, just Lau or... Lau. I don't know. Lau, Lau. I don't, I don't have a, uh, a pseudonym. No. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about Beyond Memory, man. Produced by Richard X and Sunglasses Kid, yes. friend of the show. Yeah, so uh, Beyond Memory is um, super excited because uh, it's actually been two years since I last re- released the song. So it's been a long time coming. And... Um, yeah, I wrote the song. It's it's very close to my heart. You know, it's from personal experience. I, you know, it was um, inspired by failed relationships and heartache and things like that. So Richard X produced the track with Sunglasses Kid. So I'm I'm so excited to be you know able to work with them. Well, explain that uh, collaboration then to me. So uh, we were talking before we recorded, and we probably should have recorded. Uh, <laughs> so I, that's the thing about this, because like when I start talking, and then I just sort of get into the zone, and then I realize like oh shit we're just in the kitchen like making coffee when we could have been because then I feel like I don't want to retread on stuff we talked about but then it's like well nobody it's else fine. heard that yeah <laughs> I don't mind um so yeah so explain you, you were saying that you actually just live near sunglasses kids so that was yeah we literally neighbors like mm. it's amazing we're neighbors we, we never knew I mean it's, it's so we just met up and we had some whiskey because we both figured out we love whiskey mm. um and uh talked about you know retro synth, synth wave and and all that so yeah I, I love to stuff so much I think we found each other on SoundCloud so I, I don't actually remember if it was me contacting him I think it was him contacting me and um, that makes you the cooler person in this you know I think let's just put it I think that's what <laughs> happened yeah <laughs> and um, yeah and also we, we just uh, he wrote the song he, he kind of wrote the beat and um, and then I got together with my drummer Lau and another guy called Luke uh, who's in a band called Levi- Le- The Levity who are really awesome and we met up in Devon and um, wrote the track together then we met um, we went to Erasure's concert and their manager was there Michael and he actually said oh my god you have to meet Richard X he's just there do you want to like I have to introduce you guys you should work together and the rest is history that's that's literally we just introduced each other and, and we gone right away and he's such a cool guy I really love him went to his studio and all this analog synth everywhere and I was like wow this is my kind of guy and so we, that's when we just started recording the track properly in the studio so for people who don't know who Richard X is um, he's one of the most renowned producers in the UK well in the world really um, he produced people like Goldfrapp um, he would remix Madonna or New Order or Depeche Mode or he actually had a few tracks on the New Erasure album as well so for us to actually pin him down because he, he did say he wanted to work with us straight away but it took a long time until he f- we found a gap in his schedule and um, he was so supportive so supportive all the way you know he was like no keep sending me demos we will get we will make this happen just bear with me you know and that's why it took so long we wanted to work with him you know mm-hmm. we knew he was the best and obviously yeah we, we had that, that kind of beat idea from from Ed from Sunglasses Kid it took nearly a year until we actually recorded that track properly and put it out nearly a year yeah it was good that we were persistent and we kept focused on what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and we already have the next single ready and you know it's a lot happening an album coming out and stuff so so how is that process working then of, of building up this this album are they all 
collaborations with different producers? Is there stuff that you produce solely? A lot of it is actually just just songs that we um, wrote ourselves, just Lau and I together. Um, and then there's some collaborations as well. We've got obviously Ocelian, um working with us a lot now as well, which we're really excited about because he's, he's just awesome. He's so talented and we, I really admire him. So yeah, there's just a few collaborations. It's going to be quite a nostalgic album, but with a modern twist and you know some, some 80s pop ballads in there as well. But yeah, I, I hope people will like it. But yeah, we're working on it still. So um, we just got to find some time to probably record it. Some of them are still demo status, but it's all it's all there. Really excited to release that at some point, hopefully this year. Yeah, if we stop touring, because we're constantly <laughs> touring. Mm-hmm. We need to find some time to go back in the studio and finish, uh, finish the tracks and put them out, basically. So now that, I mean, you say, like, I mean, you're function started as sort of this manager but now you're sort of more involved so like you said you were help like co-writing and stuff as well yeah so how's that process working like do you write stuff and just say hey look at this or are you guys literally like writing together or is it sort of like both. an editing process both or? um nina's i mean nina's like a poet really i mean her lyrics are amazing and um it's just you know she's involved also in the in the production side and you know that sort of guiding where the track needs to go the arrangement as well and i'm more of the hands-on you know i don't know i come up with yeah with little riffs or 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 harmonies or or whatever um i'm more the the technical i guess uh, person as well chopping and editing etc so it's it's a bit of both to be honest i mean we basically we write everything ourselves now um this is what's changed throughout the years whereas before maybe i was open to hearing other people's ideas and songs and now i'm like no i want nina to write the lyrics because she's awesome and and we're going to work on the music together and we we can collaborate but we're not ever ever going to do other people's songs unless that it's a cover of course like we did with uh, with blondie well that's a Amazing segue because it happened right on time. But I was gonna, uh, I was gonna uh, play that because you did a cool cover of Heart of Glass, which I thought was really awesome. So let's uh, let's listen to that. All right. So this is uh, this is a cover of uh, Heart of Glass by Nina.
And that was Heart of Glass, a really cool cover by Nina. So talk to me, like, why uh, why'd you want to cover that one? Oh, man, I mean, the, just the song is just bloody awesome. I mean, uh, I was a huge Blondie fan, obviously. Um, and uh, Heart of Glass, probably my favorite song. I mean, they, they, I love a lot of their songs, but Heart of Glass was always very dear to me. And um, it was it was like from one day to another. So I listened to the song and I was kind of singing along to it. And I was like, this is kind of totally my range. And, and Lau, I said to Lau, should we just try and do a cover? Should we just try and do it our own way? Like make it, make it Nina, you know? Mm. And it literally just took us a couple of hours and we came up with that. And we thought this is kind of awesome. Hopefully people will feel the same way. But yeah. Yeah, so yeah I, just, I just produced the... All the music at home So that, that took yeah, That was really quick But we were looking f- To do a cover For a long time And we never We, we didn't quite find it You know Things weren't right And uh, this one just clicked You know It was And I realised Nina and Debbie Harry Have a very similar range That, that kind of High octave uh, It was just so similar Again that angelic Sort of range that Up there uh, Which not many singers can do And it just fitted Like a glove It was perfect And it was literally like A couple of takes And done You know Something just are meant big. to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and we've been playing it live as well, just to see people's reactions. I always like to play, even if it's a demo or whatever. We like to play it live and see what's the feedback. And people loved it; they loved it. And then eventually we put it out and we, uh, you know, put it on iTunes. Just you know, but yeah, it's it's been. I think it was a good move. That I I'm very happy with that one. And yeah, we just we did it ourselves in a couple of hours. So when are these rolling keyboards coming, man? I know, right? They they just emailed me today. I think delivery within three four days. So it's literally as as Christmas. Right. Early. I mean, I cannot wait. It's our birthday early. New toys. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I'm just probably like, like with my harmony, uh, harmonica, I'm just going to be, you know, in my room for hours practicing and playing and, you know, being all geeky yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I saw uh, a picture you posted, but I don't necessarily know the context, but it looked like you were playing with like a little quartet. Like I saw a dude with a violin and a chick with an oboe. What was that about? We did a classical version of Beyond Memory. Um, so it's the latest, the new single coming out in two weeks. Um, this will probably air after that. Okay. But it's fine if you say two weeks. So <laughs> <it's> <laughs> now, a, now, now everyone will know when we taped this. Okay, so it's, um, yeah, it's a new single out on May 27th. And I had <laughs> this idea of, instead of having synths, uh, let's just do it all with strings and a piano. And that's what I did And and a harp actually So Mm. I went on the mission Of trying to find All these musicians And got them all together In a studio And uh, we did a version Of Beyond Memory Classic You know The classical sort of Sort of style Version yeah And it it worked really well I think We haven't That video hasn't been seen By anybody yet It's Mm -hmm. not out It will be out In a few weeks But uh, yeah It was just uh, I like to experiment like that I like to take things Mm -hmm. Out of their context and reinvent it and try it in a different way. Uh, we did that with another song before. Yeah, you're a good manager. I had uh, she is. Yeah, I had some uh, some guests on and they went on a tirade. I had to edit out of the show about uh, some bad experiences they had. So it's nice to see good experiences. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think I'm quite lucky to be honest. Um, you know, to to be able to trust her 100. percent You know, I think that's very important in the music industry. It's all about trust. You know, mm. to build build a friendship as well and and to kind of I don't know when you know when she says you know you have to change this and this or say this and this you know it comes from a good place so she's right with most of those things you know and it, it helps me grow as an artist as well you know mm. and she helps me stay grounded of course and be positive because sometimes it's really hard to always believe in yourself and be constantly positive you know it's 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 hard but um 
yeah she, she's a, she's like my best friend as well which is really great you know yeah I think what what a lot of artists need to sort of realize in the grand scheme of things it's a long-term plan you know and that's that's really difficult uh, I've managed other artists before it can take five ten years to break an artist to make them you know to put them out there and you need that consistency you know not many bands last five or ten years mm-hmm. they last a couple of years and then they disappear or, or they have a fight and they you know or they change focus or direction so it is a you know Nina's very hardworking and and very focused and that that really helps that really helps because you need that we've been doing this kind of music for a few years and now things are starting to pick up so you just have to be persistent and patient you know just be patient things will come just keep doing the best you can mm-hmm. and uh, yeah we're just I don't know at the, at the moment I'm just really enjoying writing good songs and putting good music out there and and it's just great to have all this good feedback you know it's sort of validation you know? yeah, yeah 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 well, that's cool. Exciting stuff, right? So what's uh, what's coming up then, man? I mean, you've got this album you're working on. You've got some rolling keyboards on their way. Yeah, yeah, really exciting. Um, so we've got, um, we, we're just basically focusing on touring now. We're going to um, play a show in Dublin, and we're going to tour Italy and Germany. I'm going on tour again with Division, um, which we've done before. Uh, the boys are awesome. It's, it's really cool, like uh, dark wave synthy sounds, and it just fits really well together. And their fans are awesome. So last last time we went on tour with them, we, we made some, you know, fans. Um, and um, they've been really supportive, like extremely supportive. So I'm really grateful for that as well. So I can't wait to actually meet them again. And that will be at the end of the year. Yeah, we might be back in Canada probably in November to play some more shows, a couple of festivals and promote the new release, which is going to be around that time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just recording, just finishing the album, I guess, as well. So do you ever do stuff in, in German? No, we should. <laughs> but maybe we should. I mean, to be honest, I'm open to it, you know? It's one of those languages where, like, is there certain types of sounds or whatever that work better for certain types of of songs? Or, do you know what I mean? Like, it, uh, there's a stereotype, you know, when you think about German as a language that it's sort of, it's a harsh a bit, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if, if I, and that's a stereotype, so maybe you can just prove me wrong here and speak some. But, like, you know, if you were going to sing in German... Is there certain things that would work better? To be honest, um, I've actually tried in, in my time that I've been trying to be a re- you know successful recording artist um, for like nine years or whatever. I have actually um, once tried to do something in German. And for me personally, I, I don't think it felt very natural um, just because the sounds are a little bit harsher. And so I do I do have the love for English, um, you know, the English language. And, and I think it's, it just sounds better. It's more melodic. Um, having said that, there's one song from the 80s and you're gonna laugh but it's that one song that was recorded in German and in English and it's the only song that I think works so much better in German which is uh, 99 Red Balloons by Nina yeah I mean I I just think just comparing those two the German one by far is the one that works better they play the German version in the UK don't they I mean I've heard the German version it's weird yeah now now when I hear that song played they tend to play the German one yeah 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 it just works so much better and I don't know what it is Maybe it's just the, the the words that they chose, you know, at the end of the day. But it's it's awesome. It's awesome. And it, I don't know. I, d- I didn't feel like it worked so well in English. I mean, we we were looking at maybe doing a collaboration with Division in Germany as well. So maybe 
Well, I don't know. They sing in English mainly, but maybe we could do a something for the German fans because you seem to have a big fan base there. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally open to it. You know, I mean, it, it just depends how you how you word things and, and choosing the right vocabulary. You know, there are some beautiful words, and um, you know, it's just how you sing it as well. How about uh, can you say uh, it's lovely to be here on Beyond Synth in in German? Of course, it's sehr schön hier zu sein, Beyond Synth. What was that? Sessus. Sins. <laughs> it, it, it really does. I mean, yeah. It doesn't sound that sexy, does it? Well, I, I was going to try and mimic you, but like, I, I'm not. It's say, tricky. Say, My, it's, es ist schön hier zu sein. Es ist schön hier zu sein. Really? There you go. Nine. That's pretty good. Scheiße. <laughs> or is it, is it Scheiße or Scheißen? You have to say, it, it's double S, so you want to say quite strong. You want to say Scheiße. Scheiße. That's it. Scheiße. You got it. You got it. That's <laughs> That's all that matters. Every time I ever read people on with different languages, that's all I want to do is swear. Because <laughs> uh, in French, people, like, they've got lots of funny ones. And then, like, in Canada, we have our own French people that have their own unique swears that are different from the Parisian French. And <laughs> it's all a lot of fun. Listen, let's talk about, because you mentioned Ocillian. Mm -hmm. So, is that Purple Sun? Is that the... That's Purple Sun, yeah. All right, well, let's listen to it. So, this is a track called Purple Sun by Nina.
And that was Purple Sun by Nina. And I'm sitting here with Nina right now. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I was just kind of waiting for a question, but there was no question. So I'm guessing uh, I'm going to talk about Purple Sun. Yeah. Well, the the question is, how are you today? (laughs) Are you having a lovely day? I am so good. It's it's really great to meet you, actually, to put a face next to the name Beyonce. When when do you uh, go back? Oh, going back tomorrow already, unfortunately. So, okay. um, but it's been it's been ten days. So yeah, 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 yeah. I had a good time. Oh, because I didn't know because I didn't know if you guys were like leaving today, and this was like the the last stop before the plane. No, ride. tomorrow we've got we've got tonight as well. So, um, and the sun is beautiful. So maybe I'm gonna walk around the park a little bit and yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah. the nature. So anyways, uh, so talk to me about about uh, the song Purple Sun. Uh, Purple Sun. Um, we uh, Lao Lao and I we wrote it with uh, Osean, my Swedish producer. His name is John. He's he's really awesome. I mentioned him previously. And um, the the lyrics we wrote together, Lau and I, and the inspiration was mainly California road trips, you know, wanderlust, escapism, and it's it's a it's a feel good song, you know, it's, it's very retro that one. And when we play it live, the reaction is usually really great. It's quite upbeat, and you know, well, we play the uh, the remix, which this is the this is the twist, um, Osilian remixed his own song basically right. <laughs> we wrote it with him and then I asked him because the, the original the original version is sort of a power ballad hmm. uh, which I love I absolutely love it um, I'm a big fan of uh, retro power ballads but um, and we had our friend Daniel Beddingfield do backing vocals he's a quite a renowned singer mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and then I asked John why don't you try you know, try a remix let's see what, what happens and within 24 hours he did this amazing upbeat remix and I, we love it so now that's what we play on the live shows at the end it's just amazing and we've already had a lot of, lots of people from TV saying oh this is awesome we're going to use this for something so yeah I mean we're really happy with it and we had actually um, John also known as Ocilian, he flew over to London and he spent the whole weekend with us recently we wrote a couple of new tunes as well so um, he's fantastic we love him do you do, you do vocal training like any did you do that when you were younger? Did you take lessons? Did you? Uh, yeah, I, um, I started taking actually classical vocal lessons um, when I was 15 mm. for like three years um, until I f- thought, well, it's not really what I'm going to do, classical music or singing. So I, you know, I kind of, um, I think probably three, four different kind of vocal coaches I had in, in my time and, you know, um, because I was moving a lot so um, but uh, yeah I think it really helps you do you do need some kind of training and um, you know most of the time now I, I know what I'm doing and I kind of I've got CDs and all everything I recorded everything all the vocal exercise I need to do and it's very important to keep up with it and if you can just really practice every day because it is a muscle and if you, if you don't do anything for months you really I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, from, from experience, actually. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, it's important to always, you know, have a vocal coach and also know where your placement is so you don't want to hurt your voice too much, you know, especially the more you sing, the more you tour. It's it's dangerous, you know, you can really... So can, can you practice just by actually, like, just singing a song or do you have to go through and do all the, like, the different sounds? You do, you do, yeah. I mean, there's this typical one that everyone knows, the... And that's just, um, you know, warming up your vocal, co- co- uh, vocal cords... <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk right now. Um, I need more coffee. I think. Um, yeah, you do. You do need to do those, and then you go into the songs just because it's a slightly different exercise, you know, for the vocal cords. So, if you go straight into the song, it's actually not very healthy, you know. Exactly. If you warm up everything, the whole throat, the tongue, you know, moves, and yeah, um, you do need to. And it's very boring, but it's necessary. Speaking of which, how was that terrible instant coffee you had? 
I was saying, you know, I was actually saying it's fine. I don't mind it, but actually, yeah, it was. It was I've terrible. Had better, yeah, it was yeah. pretty terrible. <laughs> Shame on you. But um, at least do. I got my coffee. You know, I don't because uh, I don't. I, I don't drink coffee. Buy a little espresso machine for your guests. You know. Yeah, yeah, I should. Yeah, where one's. <laughs> yeah. No one's ever here. If I'm making espresso, it's going to be for my five-year-old, and I don't think he needs it. <laughs> In a couple of years, he will. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I need it to keep up with him. But um, do you? Because uh, I was talking to another singer, and he was talking about some like special tea he drinks. To, because like when he's performing and stuff like that, like do do you have your thing down where you don't need to take any supplements or like inject steroids into your neck or whatever? Oh gosh, <laughs> um, you know what I like to do? I um. I like to just drink herbal teas. I'm, I'm a big fan of fennel tea. People have been saying drink peppermint tea, but actually I feel like it dries my throat out a lot before singing. So, or just water. I just drink plenty of water, like a lot of water before. I, I mean, I have to literally force myself, but it really helps in a life situation. And mm. um, so, yeah, lots of herbal teas. Um, but then nothing what happens dairy. if you got a, but if you're on stage for like a certain amount of time, right? I mean, like you don't want to have to. Yeah, we do. We, I've got a, a bottle of leak. water there. Um, I'm just thinking about if you had to pee on stage, like if you. But you don't feel it because of your, your, your adrenaline yeah, right, right. literally I mean anything could happen but you you just don't feel it you really don't feel it I mean it happened yeah. to me before and I was like before I was like god oh, damn it maybe we should go and I didn't I was like I'm going to be struggling but it was just went even afterwards I was like I don't even really need to go anymore yeah. so yeah, it's only an hour it's, it's fine I mean <laughs> I can't believe what we're talking about right now I ask the important questions on this show <laughs> where can people find you on the web they can find me everywhere under Nina's sound UK and um, you just have a laugh on your face you know that you're about to laugh <laughs> was I like, it, was I like it my accent no I like when everything goes straight to business you know and it's just like uh Changes I, everything, I, I, doesn't yeah, it? I just want a list of websites now. That's all I want. Yeah, so we've got um, we've got my website is um, ninasounduk.com. Then we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, is it Instagram. .uk yeah. No, it wouldn't be .co.uk? No, it's it's because um, it will be .co.uk, but we're using .com. But um, I'm going by ninasounduk on all my, all of my social platforms, right, social media okay. platforms, yeah. just because it's easier. Because if you just type Nina, you're not going to be able to find me. So um, everything is just Nina Sound UK. And, um, and yeah. Cool. Take your time <laughs> drinking that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, was like, I was expecting a longer list, so I've got like my mug up here. And I mean, like, it's just that really. And then obviously I want to mention that um, my single Beyond Memory is out on the 27th of May. You can um, buy it on iTunes, Bandcamp and everywhere else. Um, listen where do, to it where on do you want people Spotify. to buy? Bandcamp. Miss Manager mentioned. So yeah, Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> the link is... Uh, is on my website and obviously on SoundCloud you can find it there as well and so yeah well it's a good it's good stuff you got a good voice and uh, and the music's good no I, I enjoyed it it's this part it's always difficult when I'm sincere now everybody laughs at me when I get sincere so it's a <laughs> I liked the stuff well I hope you guys have a fun flight right you're gonna get on a plane and then you are you gonna relax when you get back or do you need to you guys sit you're probably relaxing right now right is this hard no this is this is pretty relaxing but everything previously was you know it's stressful but it's fun i mean you know i love what i'm doing i guess the, the jet lag didn't help either so i'm, I'm still kind of suffering the jet lag i don't know why mm. it's been a, taking a bit longer than it should be but um yeah no i think when we get back we're just going to be busy you know um finishing the songs recording and stuff like that and um playing the show obviously in london as well but um yeah are you guys sitting with each other on the plane hopefully not we haven't <laughs> checked in yet in fact we have to check in 
in uh, four hours. So hopefully, who gets who gets the window seat if that's an option? Of course, option? I, d- I that, do. Yeah, the star gets Sorry. the window yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah, of definitely. <laughs> no, but, but there's like, but there's actually a story behind it. It's, it's actually because I kind of hate flying. I yeah. know it's, it sounds silly, but I don't feel comfortable and I feel a bit scared and she panics. I do only if there's a bit of turbulence. I do panic, which is a bit. Well, I used to fly. I used to I used to love it, and then suddenly it just changed. And now well, that happened it. to me, man. I used to be totally cool in uh, like public transit and stuff like that. Mm. And then one day, I just had you know sometimes when you're in a train, they stop. You know, and then yeah. sometimes you're underground and things. And one day they they just stopped, and I just had like kind of a like an anxiety moment. Mm. And then ever since that fucking day, oh, it's like it's always in the back of my head. And then every time I get in a train, like I'm not insane, like I can get in a train, but it's like I don't like to be there. You feel uncomfortable and, and kind I, of out of control. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I haven't. Uh, I used to travel like when I was a kid. I traveled a lot, and we were in a ton of planes, and I was always fine. The only ever bad experience I had was just when the some, when you're young and like the altitude changes too quick and f- screw your ears up. Oh yeah, you hate that. And it's, I guess it's, I mean, it still happens. You got to chew gum and do all this, these trickery. Yeah. So I've been in so many planes, but then I haven't been in a plane, you know, in like probably over like a decade. And so I don't even know how I'm going to react if I mm-hmm. ever get into one again, because it's been so long. But I always, I don't know, I find sometimes there's certain things like, uh, so being near the window is is calming. Is that the idea? I think that's 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 what it is. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I want to look outside. You know, mm-hmm. it just makes me feel a bit. Like I can see, and I and I usually kind of look at look at the wing. Like I don't know exactly what I'm looking worse, for, but because she will look at the wing moving a little bit, oh, yeah. or bending a little, <laughs> and she starts panicking. And I'm like, it's normal. Like they're sort of flexible for a reason. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, no, but it's it's moving. <laughs> So that's fine, cool. So, so besides fine. manager and drums, so now you got to be there for sort of to hold Psychology. their hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, when when I when there's turbulence and I get in that kind of panic state, I, I don't. I want to be left alone. I can't even talk, and and there's no hand holding at all because I, I just hold on tight to those things next to me on the chair and, <laughs> and you know pupils dilate like that yeah. Yeah, maybe you need a whiskey. you need a whiskey it's not no it's not that it's just I don't know it's, I don't know what I'm thinking why I'm suddenly so scared I used to love it it literally just happened from one day to another it just suddenly I was like fuck okay. I shouldn't say that <laughs> I swear on this show, it's fine if you don't. If you're a nice, clean uh, person, that's okay. Yeah, 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 I get away with it, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's li- you know, I'm, I know I'm flying tomorrow. I'm absolutely cool. It literally just start. You know, I don't like the start and landing thing. I just, I just, that's what I hate. Once, once I'm up there, I'm usually cool. Yeah, yeah. But that's like that's that's common, right? I mean, that's why people oh. fucking clap whenever the damn plane lands. Oh my god! Please don't like, clap. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I hate it. I hate Please don't clap. Don't be one of those. Seriously, it's his job. It's an Argentinian thing. It was like. <laughs> oh, oh, it's funny. so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's been good. To, it's been good to have you guys on the show and in studio because I don't get to do this very often. Thanks but for I, having us. I yeah. rented a very special microphone just for just for you guys because I only I only bought this one. It's a lovely microphone. It's very I professional. I don't have the budget to. Uh, That's sure. why it's got a sticker on it. You were meant to return it last week. <laughs> yes, I was. They are not I getting see. it back. We actually have a really cool music store in Toronto. Uh, I know you guys went to Steve's. There's this other one. I think it's in a few cities in Canada. It's called Long and McQuaid. And, like, they rent gear, but for cheap. So it's like, you know, th- this is a... These mics are, like, 500 bucks. I can rent one for, like, 30 bucks for a month. Like, wow, you know what I mean? I can good. rent synths, like, 
you know, like those synths are like thousands of dollars and like just like for a hundred, hundred bucks for like a month. Wow. You could like, you could literally like rent enough gear and like if, if you wanted to like hole up in a room and say like, let's write, you know, and do all this that's, stuff. That's good to know. Yeah. For touring as well. Cause I yeah. bring my own, you know, drum pads and stuff, but yeah. uh, next time we can just rent it out. Yeah. Okay, Roland to send us one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen. Have a lovely flight. It was good to have you both here. This is exciting stuff. It's good to get to know you. And Thank you. and uh, what else? People should check out Nina Sound UK on every platform available. We're talking Facebook. We're talking Twitter. We're talking SoundCloud. We're talking Bandcamp and iTunes. And uh, what else? Instagram. Instagram. YouTube. YouTube. Oh, actually, may I just mention that YouTube is... It's slightly different because YouTube likes to be a little bit difficult at times. So my YouTube is actually Nina Sings Music. Sings with a, with a, with an, with a Z at the end. Okay. So it's Nina Sings Music. Uh, that's how you find me. Did you make that before all this other stuff Obviously, happened? yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Cool. A, Thanks have, so much for having us. Yeah, it's been have fun. A, have a lovely day. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours. We, we landed the plane. Yeah. yeah. No plane. Three hours in the <laughs> All right, and that was my conversation with Nina. Uh, we had a good time. It was a fun show. Hope you guys uh, have a lovely week and uh, tune in next time. Uh, I'll still be here. I. <laughs> I need a closing line. So I'm still open. If anybody wants to send me a, like a sign-off that I can use on the show when the show's over, I will accept any submissions to the sign-off. Although last time I did this and people sent me some dirty ones that like I just wouldn't read. But uh, hey, man, if you got a fun one, do it up. In the meantime, have a good week, and I will see you next time on Beyond Sin. Five. 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 Five.